I'm Ben Solak, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Danny Heifetz, and Craig Horbeck. Join us twice a week as we talk everything NFL Draft and break down all the players who will make your team better. Except the Rams, because they don't really have any picks. Check us out on the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. This episode of The Town is brought to you by FX's The Bear, starring Jeremy Allen White, Ayo Adebri, and Eben moss Backrack. Season two follows as the crew work to transform their grimy sandwich joint into a next level spot. It turns out the only thing harder than running a restaurant is opening a new one. Television Academy members can watch all episodes at fxnetworks.com slash FYC. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. It is Tuesday, February 21st. This past weekend's Ant-Man 3 officially kicked off the 2023 blockbuster lineup. I don't think that one will quite get to the very top of the list, but there's some pretty big movies set for theaters this year, more than last year. We've got the usual sequels, reboots, a sequel to a reboot in Dune Part 2, and some big wild cards that could be huge, like the Barbie movie and a Pixar original, Elemental. So today we're going to do a draft episode. It's been a while since we've done one. I've got Lucas Shaw from Bloomberg back in here, and we will pick five movies each, assemble our teams, and there's a twist this time. It's the 2023 box office draft. From The Ringer and Puck, I'm Matt Bellany, and this is The Town. All right, we are here with Lucas Shaw. It's, this is our first draft episode of 2023. Welcome. What took so long? I know. There was news. There's been news for the past two months. But uh, people love these things. I love doing them. So, all right, this is the 2023 box office draft. And here are the rules. Five films, we go back and forth to pick our team. And at the end of the year, whoever has the highest overall worldwide gross minus the total production budget for our films is the winner. What does the winner get? Uh, we haven't decided that, but I don't know. Maybe Dodger tickets. I, I take you to, oh, you have season seats. So that's kind of, it's a little different, but maybe I get your game. I get your tickets for a game. And then if you win, I take you to a game. And I get to go either way. And Craig gets to go either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. No, but so let me get, let me finish the rules here because it's not as simple as you might think. So you take the budget along with the revenue, just production, not marketing. And if we don't know the actual exact budget, um, we'll estimate now for the draft. And then when the actual budgets come out, when the movies come out, we will update. Um, we also were allowed to do our own research here. So you and I have spent the week scouring our sources at these studios. We're allowed to ask people in the know what they think the smartest bets are. So we're not just pulling this out of our ass, um, or at least less than normal. And there's a twist. You ready for the twist? I, I invented the twist, so I'm very ready for the <laughs> twist. <laughs> you and I are going to give each other a sixth movie. So I pick one for you. You pick one for me. And that movie must have a production budget of over $100 million. So you can't just pick a tiny, you know, nothing movie that's going to flop and won't matter. 
You want to hurt the person with losses, right? So yes, well, you do. Well, no, you want to hurt. I mean, no movie is going to have a a loss, or very few are going to have an actual loss. What I want to, what you want to do here is you want to pick a movie that wildly underperforms, so it doesn't add much to your total, uh, even though it cost over a hundred million dollars. All right, and producer Craig will determine first pick with a trivia question, and he will settle any disputes that come up during this. Um, and he will, he will get to go to the Dodger game, uh, with the winner. Oh, actually, do we all get to go <laughs> or does Craig just get to go with the winner? <laughs> Whatever. We can decide that later. No, 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 no. Okay. This is what we'll do. If you win, you can take my Dodger tickets and take Craig to a game free of cost. And if I win, well, no, th- I was going to say you have to pay for Craig and I to go out for a nice dinner. Whatever. Feel- we'll, we'll fig- no, no. I will. If 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 you win, I will take the two of you to a game. All right. Deal. Does that make sense? And and in better seats than yours. Wow. <laughs> Flex. <laughs> All right. Let's start. We've already wasted enough time. So, Craig, the, the question to determine first pick. Okay. Today's episode is all about nailing the hits and avoiding the bombs. So my question to determine first pick is this. According to Wikipedia, how much money did the biggest bomb in Hollywood history lose? Before you answer, Wikipedia gives a range of money it reportedly lost. So I'm going to go with the higher end amount. Okay. The biggest bomb in Hollywood history. That's so hard to determine. Yeah. I mean, it, it would actually help if you told us what the movie was. What do you? What does Wikipedia say the biggest bomb in Hollywood history is? But we agree that we're not going to Google what the, the we won't Google are. it. We won't Google it. We will. We will then guess. The movie is 2012's John Carter. Okay, oh, wow, that was okay. a famous Disney movie. I actually know. I believe I know the answer to this because Disney actually took a write down on this movie. So I'm going to get. Can I guess first? Go for it. I believe it was $300 million not adjusted. Lucas, would you care to guess? I'm going to guess 250. The estimated loss not adjusted for inflation is 200 million. Oh. I thought it was right. lower than I thought it was about 200, but 250 I thought they some, took a $300 million write down on that movie. I think, I think they had I think they had two movies that they wrote down that year. Maybe they did. Okay. All right. Lucas, first pick. You get to go. I'm going to be uh I'm going to be uh I don't know. Matt thinks there's a consensus, number one. I don't know that there is one, but since Matt and I both think this movie's going to be a huge hit and it doesn't cost a lot of money, I'm taking Super Mario Brothers. Oh, wow. All right. You know, it's funny. Universal thinks that movie could get to a billion, and I kind of agree. I think it's going to be huge. Yeah, it um, comes out in April, and it's got Illumination making the movie, so it'll probably be a crowd pleaser. It's got this huge global IP, it's got a month basically to itself. There's not a lot else coming out in April. Um, because it's Illumination and we're doing profits, Illumination movies are going to cost less than most of the other movies we're going to discuss today. And I think even with that lower cost, it could easily hit 800, 900, maybe a billion. And there's such built in audience for it. I just, I have a feeling it's going to be a, a big hit, even if people don't like the Chris Pratt voice. Yeah, I don't think people really care about that. I think that's an internet thing, but whatever. Um, all right, that's a good pick. I'm going to mix it up here, and, and I'm going to pick a number one that I am betting you would not have picked. Okay. I'm going to go with The Little Mermaid. Damn. I had it in the top 10, but definitely at the l- lower end of the top 10. Okay, so here's why. Uh, 
it it did cost a lot. I don't know exactly. I'm going to guess 200, 250. But look at these numbers on the previous live action versions of 90s animated hits. Lion King did 1.6 billion in 2019. Aladdin did a billion that same year. Beauty and the Beast did 1.2 billion. The, this is in that wheelhouse with music that is considered just as good or better. And with Lin-Manuel Miranda writing new music, I think it's going to be a massive global hit. It's a good pick. I wouldn't, I, I'm, I'm surprised you did it first. Um, Do you think that the whole internet black middle, black mermaid thing will be a problem? You know, I don't know. I think there probably is a segment of society that looks at that movie and says, I don't want to see it. It's not for me. Why is Little Mermaid Because it's black? woke Hollywood, you know, it, yeah. recasting the mermaid. It's a freaking mermaid! I, 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 look, it's not it's a, a real it's person! A it's a ridiculous <laughs> criticism, and I don't know how, and I just don't know how much credence to, to I don't know, or not how much credence, I don't know how much impact it's really going to have. If it's one of those things where... People are talking about it, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's on impact. Fox every night. Yeah, that kind of thing. And and honestly, there's a degree to which that's positive publicity, right? If there's a yeah. backlash that people are talking about it, it could feed more into people going to see it. Um, but all right, now yeah, I, I I think for a number one, it was risky for me, but I'm I'm doing it because the other ones I were gonna I was gonna pick are even more expensive and a little risky. I think so. You you go. What's your number two? Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm going to go for one of the really expensive ones here. Um, I'm going to take Mission. All right. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. My favorite title of the year. Uh, the last one did almost 800. Biggest of the franchise. The risk is that the Mission movies aren't that big. To your point, the highest grossing one hasn't crossed 800 million. It's why it was such a big deal when Top Gun crossed a billion. But one, the numbers have been going up, which franchises pretty much never do. So it's a good sign. And I feel like coming off a of Top Gun, there's just a lot of Brad, Jesus, a lot of Tom Cruise <laughs> enthusiasm. They're all morphing into one person anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's, I, 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 the, the only risk with it is the summer is super crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it comes out, it comes out the right before both um, Barbie and Oppenheimer. And like, if you're talking about those really premium format screens where you can charge a bunch of money, like, are the theaters going to choose Tom Cruise or Chris Nolan? I'm banking that choose Tom Cruise, but if they pick Chris Nolan, my pick is screwed. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a smart pick. I, I I know the budget on this one is like about three hundred million dollars. I don't know what they're going to ultimately admit to, but. Uh, this one was plagued by COVID. This is the movie with the infamous Tom Cruise video where he screamed at everyone. They were going around the world and were shut down a bunch of times. They you know, added a submarine into the movie, a sequence, because they want a submarine sequence in the second movie. So there were all kinds of problems on this one. But you watch that stunt of him flying off the edge of the, edge of the uh, mountain on a train. It's pretty damn great. So I, everyone I know who saw that, yeah. Yeah, the Top Gun effect here. If everyone who went to Top Gun at least gives us the benefit of the doubt, that movie's going to do super well. Yeah. Okay, so what do you got? My number two, I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 here, which You're seems like... You're a Disney like, man. I know. It seems like the safe pick here, but you know, the last one did $863 million worldwide. 
Uh, I think that this one has a lot of goodwill associated with it. It's James Gunn. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the full cast back. And, you know, after this Ant-Man movie did not do that well with critics, I think the next one um, <clears throat> is probably going to be a return to form for a lot of Marvel fans. And it's got that early May release date that has been gold for Marvel. Yeah, it's a safe pick. It was definitely if 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 uh if you hadn't taken it, that was probably my next choice. It feels like a surefire, you know, eight hundred million to a billion at the box office. Doesn't it's also getting China, which we haven't talked about yet. But um, getting China is a big deal for a lot of these movies, and with the you know the de facto embargo lifting. Um, a lot of these movies, we don't know exactly which movies are getting in yet, but uh, China has said that they're going to let the Disney movie, the Marvel movies in. So do we not know about other other blockbusters? Like, do we know if Fast 10 is getting into China? We don't, but we know that it has had a history of getting in. I believe Doing actually really well. the, the last one did in 2021. I'd have to check that. But um, but yeah, China China loves Fast and Furious. This next one, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm torn. I think I'm going to go Aquaman 2. Oh, wow. That is a big risk. So... You can tell me all the reasons why it's a risk because you probably have the inside scuttlebutt, but I'll tell you <laughs> what I know. Aquaman 1 grossed almost $1.2 billion at the box office. Mm -hmm. uh, it was massive hit. Same director, James Wan, who is incredibly talented, back mm -hmm. to direct the second one. And it's pretty much got Christmas on lock for this year. It will be, other than maybe a Netflix title, the movie of Christmas. The downside is it does feel like a franchise that could easily drop $300 million off the box office from the last one. But even if it does that, it would make more money than Guardians 3 made. Okay, that's a good argument. I think that if Warner Brothers thought this movie was good and delivered, that they would have been talking about it at all of these DC events, and James Gunn would have been you know, pumping it up, and he has not been doing that. But uh, while well, he has been doing that with the Flash movie, which he says is the best thing you know they've done in a long time, I was picking between Aquaman and The Flash, and I think The Flash will be better and get more buzz. This is me being a little bit of like a data person, where I think even if The Flash is huge, its ceiling is like the floor for Aquaman. All right, all right. I think I also think if they had more confidence, they'd put it on the uh, Friday before Christmas date and not on the Christmas Day date. You're uh, right. I, th this one could blow up in my face. Yeah, sometimes you put the movie on Christmas when you're just hoping that bored people will go see it over the holidays. You don't think it's the you don't think you have the goods. That's that's my guess. But I don't know. I don't know. We haven't nobody's seen it. It's it's not coming out for a while. All right, my choice, my next pick is I got to do it even though it's super expensive. I'm going Fast X. Fast okay. Fast 10. The budget that Universal is admitting to on this one is 315. Uh, I have seen budgets that are more than that, um, that purport to be more than that. But let's say even if it's 315, the last one did 726 million in 2021, uh, which you know was good, not great, but that was in the middle of the COVID reopening. The one before that did 1.2 billion. And that one had The Rock. This one does not have The Rock. But this one seemingly has every other actor in Hollywood. It's got Brie Larson and Charlize is in it, I believe. And then, you know, all the usual fast Jason people. Momoa. It, Jason Momoa is there from uh, Aquaman. And 
I think, honestly, I think this is being positioned as sort of a wrap-up of the franchise, even though we all know that it's not. Um, it'll have a little bit of an endgame feel to it. And I think it could get to a billion. I do. I, it's a huge movie. I probably would have picked it if it weren't one of the most expensive projects. And I... <laughs> what I I don't that know, trailer so, is ridiculous. It's too long. What I don't what I don't know. They held a premiere party for the trailer. And yes. so and downtown. You didn't LA, go, did you? I, I did I, not go. I looked at that and hit delete immediately. I did too. But what I don't know is, you know, they're 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 so used to this like rabid fandom for this franchise. And so I never want to bet against it. But it feels a little bit, just a little bit, like we might have reached the point where it's like it's gone. It's it's jumped the shark. It's gone over the top, and there's just a, a little diminished enthusiasm for it. Um, but it's a, it I, it feels like a pretty safe bet to me. By the way, the the ninth movie did get a China release, so I'm betting this one will also get a China release. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, your turn, your pick. Maybe I'll double up on DC. Oh, you're going Flash. Everyone says it's phenomenal. Wow, that's a big risk. You got the Ezra Miller wild card. You got yeah. DC fatigue. Um, you got Michael Keaton, multiple Batmans. <laughs> the, only other, the only other sensible choice to me is taking the other Marvel movie. Oh, wait, wait don't pick others. So you got to defend, defend this one, defend Flash. Uh, it's, it's a simple, it's, it's simple. Everyone says it's fantastic. And I think the Ezra Miller thing, as bad as it is, it won't really matter when it comes to people going to see the movie. Hmm. All right. Uh, that's a decent argument. I, <laughs> I am going to do another risky move here. Okay. I'm going to pick Barbie. Okay. So, and here's my argument. I, I do think this is a wild card and it could not be good. And it could underperform. But there's a Mario Brothers thing going on here. Barbie is a huge global brand. And this movie's budget is about $100 million, So not huge. And if this catches on and is a all-audience, you know, multi-generational family movie, but also parents like it, I think this movie could do six, $700 million this summer. I think it's going to be really big. Um, but not huge, not huge. I just think there's a ceiling on it. I don't think it appeals to yeah, everyone. I, that's a, I that's a rational argument. I, I may, I may regret this. No, I had Bar Barbie was sort of my, I have a, I have a wild card for my next one, mm -hmm. um, which I think is going to, I I'm going to regret, but I'm going to have fun with it because I'm going to start where I finished, uh, which is also a little bit of a risk because I think it has a pretty low ceiling. Um, I'm taking the next Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse across the Spider-Verse movie. 
Okay, so let's talk about that because I thought about that until I started looking at the box office. Yes, and I. The first one did 384, and and it was fantastic and won an Oscar. Yes, this is the reason. This is definitely the argument against it. Is that the last one, as much as everyone loved it, it wasn't a huge hit. It was a bit. It was a nice hit, but it only grossed 380 million dollars. Um, I'm banking on there being that carryover enthusiasm where it's another one where the sequel does much better than the first one. And again, I'm going with a little bit of the budget approach here. It doesn't cost anything close to some of these other movies. Well, but it costs uh, a lot more than the first one because they had a bunch of problems on this one and they scrapped a bunch of stuff and went back and uh, it's Lord and Miller and they, you know, they kind of write as they go. And It's a risk. This one could end up making... This one could end up making, this one is, could end up, I, my guess would be that this movie and Barbie will make similar amounts of money. Hmm. Yeah, but, I, I actually almost went with it because I do think that the, the first one was so liked that there will be a bigger audience. And a lot of people saw it on home video because it was on Netflix and they will come out and see it. There's also probably a little bit of Spider-Man uh, I don't. I don't want to say uh, longing for Spider Man because the last one was just last year. But we we haven't had a Spider Man movie this year yet. So there's one coming this summer. Um, I I think that that might ultimately be a smart pick by you. I don't know. I, I, I if there's one stupid thing that I've done in this whole process is I picked five movies and not a single one of them is from Disney. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I've got two so far. Uh, and neither of us is touching Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> too dangerous. Too dangerous. Yeah. I mean, how how expensive is that movie, do you think? Some, someone I talked to said it cost more than $400 million. I don't See, believe it. That is but, insane. I know the de-aging is not cheap, but that would be insane to me. Um, I'm not picking it because I think it's too much of a wild card. I think that it could be terrible. Um, I hope it's not, and I want it to be good, but the trailer did not overwhelm me uh but it doesn't look like it's going to get to the you know the last one did almost 800 and that was spielberg and that was you know 15 years ago i don't think this one's getting there which means you're losing money on it or not in total but in our game exactly so my final pick it's a tough one because you took a couple of them i'm, I'm debating between oppenheimer which you know is the chris nolan movie um that to me that's a little bit too much of a risk though this is we got to act like studio executives here we want as as little risk as possible um dune 2 the first one only did 400 although that was day and date on hbo max um i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go with wish and here's why wish is an animated disney musical that is set for November in the Disney Frozen slot. Uh, this, I, I have been told, this is more in the vein of Frozen. It's it's a crowd-pleasing musical with great music. Uh, it is original, which you should not be betting on anything original these days, and I'm going to, which might be a mistake. But of the two Disney movies this year, the Pixar movie Elemental and Wish, I think Wish will be the big hit. And I think when you have a Disney movie that's a hit and it's got good songs, it can play forever. So, wish. It's, it feels like a good bet. Three, you went with three of five Disney. I know. Uh, that's very consistent. I'm, I think we should probably be uh, embarrassed or ashamed that neither one of us picked the Marvels. And I only say that because if you look at it, Captain Marvel 
grossed $1.1 billion. Might have been 1.2. And we have just chosen not to pick a sequel, which is probably going to make at least eight or $900 million. Now I feel bad. Now I feel like I, I should be fired. I should be given a, a five-year producing deal and shown the door. For some reason, I couldn't. And maybe it's because... Um, it, maybe it's my own failing because I'm just not I, like I didn't pick a Marvel movie. I don't know. We also didn't pick the new Transformers movies, Rise, uh, Rise of the Beasts. The one this <laughs> Transformers now they're gorillas. <laughs> I have no comment because we have we have we have space ahead of us. Oh, okay, all right. So let's move on. Would you like to? Does this mean that you go first? Also, Craig, what's the ruling on this? Who goes first in giving a movie to the other guy? I think it's fair that Matt gets to go first now. All right, all right. I get to go first here. Um, I am giving you The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. <laughs> this, oh, yeah, is a, yeah. this is a crass money grab sequel to The Hunger Games franchise starring Jennifer Lawrence. No, not starring Jennifer Lawrence. Starring Rachel Zegler, Hunter Schaefer, Tom Blythe, and Jason Schwartzman. Coming out on November 17th, just in time for Thanksgiving. And I do not believe this is going to revive the magic of the Hunger Games. So I am giving this to you. Do we know for sure that this cost more than $100 million, though? <laughs> it had to. Come on. I don't think so. Lionsgate a, is cheap, but they're not that cheap. It's got no stars. I bet it didn't cost that much. I, I mean, Francis I, we're, we're Lawrence, gonna, who directed the original. Need, we're going to need a budget lookup. because I. Can, All right, we, I, we, we can check that, but I am I'm betting. Not gonna, I'm not going to make any money from that. That much is certain but I hope I'm not that exposed. You're going to be so thrilled actually by the movie that I give you because you've All already right. named, you've named the two movies I thought about giving you, but I thought about Transformers, but there's enough weird international love for that movie. I'm not doing it. You can have Oppenheimer. Oh, wow. You think Oppenheimer is going to flop? I think that best case scenario, theatrically, it breaks even. So how expensive is it? I haven't looked at the budget. The budget is 100 plus. Okay, not terrible. Tenet did 365 I, at the height of COVID. All right? This is not Tenet. It, I hope it will make sense because this it's movie a, is a black real thing. and white. This movie's black and white. It's about the birth of the atom bomb and it's got nobody in it. Oh, wait, nobody? Up. Nobody except Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Killian Murphy, like Killian every Murphy's like white actor is in this movie. Killian Murphy's the star. I all think right. Look, I, I have you you know not to bet against Chris Nolan. He but this feels like a movie that even if it does okay, it's gonna hit like three or four hundred. It'll hit let's say it hits four hundred million dollars. That's like maybe break even. I was told it needed to hit probably four fifty to break even. And that's a lot for an original Christopher Nolan black and white movie that, by the way, opens a week after one of my picks, Mission Impossible, which I think is not going to leave a lot of space for it. It opens the same weekend as Barbie, one of your picks. It's a crowded time of year, and I just, I don't know, I don't see it. All right, I hear you, but let's just look. Dunkirk did $527 million worldwide. Also, not a lot of stars in that movie. Um, look, it was I'm a probably war movie, be, but... I'm probably you know, going to be wrong. But you don't think I Oppenheimer's think... going to have some big-ass explosions? I'm sure it will. It's Chris Nolan. I'm sure it'll look great. It'll be fun and all those things. I'm just. I, I, I think you're wrong on this one. I think it's going to get to like 500. That's my prediction on that one. But I'm surprised you didn't give me Wonka. 
the Timothy Chalamet, Willy Wonka movie. I was counting on that because I've, I've talked some shit about that movie. They showed footage last year at CinemaCon and it was not great. It's a Timothy Chalamet reimagining of Willy Wonka as a musical. And um, I think that one is probably headed for trouble. Yeah, you're probably right. Not not Hunger Games trouble, though. Yeah, Wonka. I didn't realize how expensive Wonka was. That would have been a good pick. But I'm 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 having I'm having fun trolling uh, Chris Nolan a little bit. So. I know, God, what a hater! You hate original movies. I love original movies. Mm. You just don't want. You, just, you wouldn't want to bet on one. There's nothing about that movie that excites me other than it being him. I just, you don't want to see Nolan film a bunch of explosions. I that's that's the lure for me. Maybe if look if come, we get up close to it and I start hearing great things and all of that, fine. Uh, but. We're not. You don't get to re. You don't get to go back in and reevaluate. This no, no. I've I've made my picks. I, okay. I, I all ma- right. I made my bed. I'll sleep in it. All right, Craig. Would you read? Craig, would you read off our picks for us? Okay, Lucas's team: the Super Mario Brothers movie, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, Aquaman Two, The Flash, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, and via Matt, The Hunger Games: The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Matt's team is. <laughs> The Little Mermaid, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Fast 10, Barbie, Wish, and Via Lucas, Oppenheimer. All right. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I have three non-sequels, which is a little worrying to me, but uh, we'll see. Last year, all the top 10 were sequels, and I'm, I'm betting on this year that not being the case. You can clearly tell which, which, which drafter has a child. Because Matt's team is <laughs> Little Mermaid, Barbie, Wish, and Lucas just went full sequels and played it safe. Although Super Mario Brothers, my kid's very into that and wants to see. I have it. two. I have the two. I have two animated movies. That's true. Although Spider Man plays a little older. Yeah, fair. Uh, all right, tune into the space sometime next year to find out who's right and who's going to the Dodger game for free. No call sheet today. We've done enough predicting. That is the show for today. I want to thank my guest, Lucas Shaw. I want to thank producer Craig Horbeck. And I want to thank you. We will see you on Thursday. 